guys, what's up? I'm Shema. And I'm Tiffany. And you're listening to Chai Tea Party. This is a podcast about the underdogs, the brave, the creative, and the slightly off in the Desi community. In this episode, we decided to talk about something a little heavier. We wanted to do this without a guest and talk openly about a topic that's come up a lot recently in the media. We haven't dove too much into our personal lives, but we thought that this would give you all a little insight as to why we're so passionate about starting these types of conversations. Today, we're going to talk about rape. Rape has come up a lot, especially with what happened at Stanford. Mm -hmm. Do you think that there's more crime happening because we're in a worse time? Or do you think it's like because information is more accessible? 100% the second one. I think that more people are talking, whether it's social media or word of mouth even. Um, more people are just talking. And I think that that's why it's seeming like there's a lot more of it that's going on. Mm -hmm. But I don't necessarily think that there's more of it. Right. Yeah, I think I agree with that. I mean, somebody can like, you know, send a tweet on their personal account and then like, you know, 10 minutes later has 500,000 retweets and people know exactly what happened in like this random town in the middle of nowhere. Exactly. You know? Right. And with word of mouth, that wouldn't, that story wouldn't have come out anywhere. Rape is definitely like a weird topic. I think a lot of people are uncomfortable with it. And I know you know, as we're trying to kind of figure out how to present this, we feel really uncomfortable too. Even saying the word to me makes me cringe. Yeah. Yeah, it's not... It's not... It's. I mean, it's already, to begin with, a very unpleasant topic. I mean, just knowing how like uncomfortable we feel and the whole point of what we want to do with the show is kind of bring up these things that are not nice to talk about exactly um we don't want these topics to be uncomfortable anymore we want people to be talking about it and i think there's a huge stigma especially when it comes to rape that people don't talk about it because they don't want to have that conversation they don't want to feel judged or they mm. don't want to bring out unpleasantness in other people or anything so then they're not even talking about it which is so not healthy mm -hmm. and i think that's the biggest problem yeah of course it's happening and i wish i could say you know Hope that doesn't happen anymore, you know, but at the same time, it is happening, so people need to be talking about it. Whether you know someone or you yourself have been a victim of it, people should be talking about it. Yeah, it's like you said, you don't want to bring it up in conversation to make other people uncomfortable mm -hmm. or to even maybe relive it yourself if you're still in a place where you haven't been able to deal with it or um, have recently gone through it or whatever the situation may be for you. But to get to that better place I think that we really need for everybody we really need to be talking about it why make it delicate for other people when they weren't delicate with you that's perfect yeah because it was already an uncomfortable situation that you were put in so what's the big deal about making some other people feel uncomfortable for what three seconds mm -hmm. the other thing we wanted to address was we realize um even just talking right now that this is going to sound like a very preachy episode and we don't give a fuck because this is supposed to be, again, like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You know, if you're already turned off by this episode, then shut it off. Exactly. That's, that's what podcasts listening. are for. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we want to talk about things that people aren't talking about on purpose. So, like Shama said, we don't give a fuck. If you're offended, you can turn this shit right off. You can kiss our brown 
Big brown asses. <laughs> Unless I say no. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to do that only with your consent. <laughs> yes. But you can understand, like, why we make jokes is because we're uncomfortable. That's something that's, a, I think you and I, something are very similar in that way where, like, when I'm uncomfortable, I tend to make a lot of jokes or, like, mm-hmm. laugh when it's not necessarily appropriate to be laughing. Right, exactly. It's like that Bare Naked Ladies song. Um, I used to think it was such a funny line yes. before. But I am the kind of person, I haven't, but I would be the kind of person that would laugh at a funeral funeral. Mm -hmm. as opposed to a wedding just because that makes me so uncomfortable. Yeah. And that's just a way to kind of release that nervous energy. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, There's nothing wrong with that. It's not like you're laughing because it's actually funny. You're laughing because it's like, I don't know. You don't know know how to express yourself in any other way. So We just wanted to tackle that before we get emails like... (laughs) Like, how dare these girls laugh about this? Right, exactly. There have been so many times now where I have been talking to people, um, and for some reason I've kind of, like, maybe just since the episode, or, like, my mentality has been like this now for the last, like, year or so, where when I meet people, I kind of like to just, like, dive into the real conversations. Mm-hmm. I think it's way more interesting. You connect right. with people a lot differently than, like, what do you do for work? That superficial bullshit. Yeah, yeah. for sure, and it's... It's not as interesting. You really don't get to know a person. But some of these conversations that I've had have kind of dove into people having a weird sexual encounter with somebody. Either like someone they dated, somebody they just met. It was like a one-night stand, whatever it was. And there was like a reoccurring theme that I kind of saw with people. Oh, wow. And it was that um, they didn't understand that they had been raped. Not every rape is, you know, you were drugged at a party and you got dragged through the street. You know, that definitely happens. It's, it's really scary. I can't imagine what somebody goes through. Um, but there are different types of rape. You can be in a relationship. Uh, you can be married. You can be a man or a woman. Or it can be somebody that you do know, just a friend, or somebody you don't even know. And I think it's important for people to understand the different levels, and that doesn't make one rape more okay than another. Exactly. Yeah, like you said, just because you're in a relationship doesn't mean that if you say no, you have an obligation to sleep with your partner. That has we should save that, okay? Because um, I want I do want to talk about a lot of that. Okay, I just wanted to um, also say that um, I I had it once, I lost it, and then I had it again, and I lost it again. Oh, fuck. It's just like orgasming. I was just <laughs> oh God, I was just gonna make that joke. You're amazing. <laughs> I think people have a very hard time when, okay, so when you hear someone tell a story, you can identify it as rape. If you go through it and you're kind of living that scenario, it's very hard for somebody to put that term to that experience. Right. Like you really need it laid out. That's true. But at the same time, I think because there is also that stigma in the media that People just say that they've been raped because, you know, they regret sleeping with that person. Mm -hmm. There's also that, too. So then people aren't always as believing or understanding about that either. But I I totally get what you're saying about they can see it more in other people Mm -hmm. than they can in themselves. And that has to do with everything. There's a lot of factors, yeah, that play Mm -hmm. into that. Um, And I can understand why, you know, people make excuses and you don't see it the way that other people see it. And it's very hard to kind of, like, look at yourself from an outside perspective. And I think a lot of people, you know, think of themselves as, like, a really strong woman or man that wouldn't let something like that happen to them. 
Mm-hmm. And then once they do, they just kind of like make excuses for that and they just don't know how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like maybe I did deserve that. Maybe I was mm-hmm. giving all the right signals. That doesn't matter. You say no and that means that you're not going through with it and no one can make you. Well, people do. Like make you. Yeah. Um, you did bring up a good point with, you know, you don't want to seem like the girl who cried rape. Mm-hmm. And there are two people in it, so it, it or more, but you, it, you typically it takes two people to carry out the act. Mm-hmm. It's a two-sided story. It's just right. like anything oh. else, you know. Mm-hmm. One person will say something, the other person will say something else, and it's very hard to be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. And it, it sucks that there are people out there that abuse that, mm-hmm. you know, that, that say that they were raped and they never were. Right. But at the same time, it doesn't mean that people should stop telling their story. Yeah, completely. Um, and that's what scares people away, thinking, well, I don't want, like you said, I don't want to be that girl that cried rape. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to be that person that's just complaining, you know. But if it did happen, you should absolutely tell someone. Even if it doesn't seem like it's the biggest deal or that, you know, especially with the kind of stories that you hear in the media, they are the ones that, like, this girl was drugged and she mm-hmm. or she blacked out and she doesn't know. And, you know, it, it's more of an aggressive rape. Right. Um, but really, it just takes one no for it not to be consensual anymore and for it to be considered rape. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're married, if you are in a relationship. It doesn't matter if you are completely naked or if you're fully clothed you could be like just there in the moment and you can say no and if that person forces them on you or themselves on you that's rape it doesn't matter if you're drunk it doesn't matter if you're sober it doesn't matter what the situation is if you say no that is a rape i'm not saying that like everything has to be resolved by like running to the police and that's a whole other situation. Right. You know, there's so many stories about uh, people that go to the police with this, and then they are interrogated. Their character is mm-hmm. interrogated. They're interviewed Well, by what were you wearing? Well, how much did, did you, you drink? drink? Mm-hmm. It's bullshit. Like, that shouldn't be the first question. No. It should be, did you say no? Yes. Okay, that is right. How and many times did he try to force himself on you? Or Did you follow him to his place or her place? Mm-hmm. You know, did you willingly go? Did you agree to the date? Um, you know, did you say yes to having a drink? None of those matter. If you're about to be in the act and you say, you know what, just kidding, I don't want to do this anymore, you are not obligated to do it. No, and it's it's too bad that there are people that will force you to no matter what. And mm-hmm. I think that the biggest thing, if you know, if there are people, for the people out there that are listening to this that have gone through it, there are only so many things in your control after that. So you have to learn to deal with the things that you can. Um and as like scatterbrained as you can get, you have to really sit down and be like, okay, what things can I fix? But if you try to go to the police and that doesn't work, what are ways that you can give yourself that closure that you need or, or rehabilitate yourself to not have to think about it or to not feel like, I don't know, feel whatever you're feeling. Something else that we've noticed as well is the loss of virginity by rape. It happens way more often than you think. Mm. And I know that that people sometimes don't even consider their first time, their actual first time, because it wasn't consensual. Mm. Um, so one reason we didn't want to bring on a guest to do this episode, um, like we kind of mentioned before, is we really haven't talked about too much of our personal lives. And the, the reason that we are very passionate about talking about this stuff that's not very comfortable to talk about. I, I mean, I'm like, I'm already stuttering my words as I'm trying to say it, because I, I want it to be presented properly. Um, 
I've always been a very private person to a certain extent. Like, I, I didn't like sharing things about my personal life. I didn't want people to know anything about my personal life. Um, but now, because we have this platform and I'm able to kind of tell my story the way that I want it to be heard versus by rumor or behind my back where there's a lot of extra things that can be added to it, you're, you're kind of hearing it straight from the source, which makes me feel more comfortable to talk about. My first time having sex, I was with a boyfriend, my first boyfriend. My virginity was taken from me by rape as well. It, it even feels weird talking about just because uh, it, it was a long time ago and I feel very displaced from the event. Like I don't have an emotional attachment to it. I don't, I don't know. It just feels really strange to talk about because it doesn't feel like it really happened to me. My situation was very different and I, one of the reasons I wanted to be the one to say something as well is because, I mean, for a number of reasons, but it wasn't a stereotypical rape. It was, you know, I, I wasn't blackout drunk. I wasn't even wasted. I wasn't even drunk. Um, it was with a boyfriend. We weren't together for that long. And I was really naive. Like, I'd never really dated a lot, you know, and I, I, my first boyfriend. So, you know, when you're in a relationship for the first time, it's, uh, I don't know, you're just very naive to everything. Um, so what happened was that he was over and so when, while we were hooking up even, I had said no a few times. Um, and like I, he, I was very open about the fact that I didn't want to have sex even when we first started dating. Um, you know, I wanted to wait for somebody that I really knew or that I really trusted and felt comfortable with and I really didn't know this guy that well. Um, it was just like a, you know, wow, someone thinks I'm pretty and like fun. And I was so caught up in that because I was really self-conscious and uncomfortable with myself. Um, you know, it, it, I was still really much growing into my own. So um, he decided to do that anyway. And I proceeded to break down crying in the middle of him having sex with me. And instead, his reaction was to get mad to not get dressed, to just have his boxers on, and to leave. And I was just left there, like, crying. And I, like, was trying to talk to him and, like, um, console him versus it being the other way around. Again, I was really young. Like, I didn't know what I was doing. And I just, I just cried, like, the rest of the night. And I didn't really associate what had happened as being a rape. And it wasn't until, you know, six years later when I finally went to therapy that the first time I sat down in my appointment and, uh, you know, I, I was dealing with anxiety and depression and um, a lot of intimacy issues. And I finally decided that, you know what, like, I'm going to go to therapy. I had always been a really big advocate for it. But when it came to me, I was like, I don't need therapy. Mm -hmm. You know what, I'm fine. Like, I'm just a black hole of depression. But like, I'm fine. You know, it's fine. I'm good. And I went to a woman that my friend recommended who I really trusted and like her opinion meant a lot to me and we were very similar so I thought that it would be a good fit and I went for the first time and I went with purpose so I was like you know what I'm gonna just lay it all out there and we're just gonna start because I like fix me we're doing this I'm gonna like get over all this dumb shit that's going on so we sit down and um she was like well uh you know what do you want to talk about like get to she's like just trying to get to know me mm -hmm. and um I told her like I just want to get started and so I started talking a little bit about my life and, like, things I wanted to hit on. And I told her that, you know, I had a really weird experience with my first time of losing my virginity. And I had said, you know, I think that I have a lot of intimacy issues 
because of that. And I used to do like a ton of research on intimacy issues. Like I would Google it. I would try and read other people's stories and I never really understood what was going on with me. Um, so I would try and like look for answers, but I really couldn't put those two things together. Like, mm-hmm. But the first time I sat down with her and then I, I explained what had happened to her and she just looked at me and she goes, you know you were raped, right? <sighs> and I immediately started crying and I had no idea where, I don't know where that came from, but I just started crying and she just like, she was like, it's okay. She's like, but how did, like, she was like, uh, she said that a lot of people don't realize what has happened because people deal with it in a different way. People deal with shock in a different way. And it also presents itself in different ways. So she said that, like, you know, you can, because I dated the guy for a long time after that happened. Um, you know, when the weird thing is, like, I knew within three months of dating him or less than that that I didn't want to be with him. But I was in it for such a long time. And uh, she said that you know, when you're when you're not sure, when you're not sure of what's happened, you you really don't know how to deal. You just kind of freeze up and you start still go through the motions of everything. Um, but you know, after what almost a year of therapy now, and actually confronting the guy that did it to me, I. It, for, it doesn't even, like I said, doesn't feel like it happened. I don't have an emotional attachment to it. Um, I, I'm very, like, removed from it. So when I, even when I'm talking about it, it doesn't feel like it happened. Like, I don't feel like I'm telling my own story. Right. So did your therapist suggest that you bring it up to him for closure? Or did you no, decide I, on your own? I did that out of sheer anger. Oh, okay. Um, and I told him, I had confronted him once a few years ago in, like, a, in, like, a drunken haze. Hmm. and I was just really mad and I like said about like, that particular incident or yeah, just the relationship in general about that particular incident and all these things like even though they kept coming up I didn't I still didn't understand why they were coming up mm. um, so you know I would even when I tried to pursue relationships after that if we were ever trying to be intimate I would either stop it immediately after it started mm. or after the guy like got off I would just like go cry and I wouldn't understand oh why. My gosh. There were all these things that just kept happening. And I didn't. I couldn't figure out like why they were. Why I felt the way that I felt. I just felt like I'm being emotional. I'm being crazy. I'm, you know, whatever X, Y, and Z. Uh, yeah. And so you know, just just recently, actually, like a few months ago, I, you know, reached out to the guy and I was like, hey, I need to talk to you. Like, can I call? And. Um, so I finally like reached out and I and I tried to confront him about it and I did it very, you know, fresh off of a therapy session. So I was like, yeah, I'm empowered. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm gonna like tackle this. Mm-hmm. And so um, I wasn't aggressive. I wasn't angry. You know, I just had a very normal conversation as much as I could with him. And I was like, you know, I need to tell you that, you know, I, I first of all I asked him like, did you understand what you did? Did did you know what you were doing or did you not realize? And he said, no, I knew what I was doing. Oh my gosh. And I said, okay, well, this is how it's affected me. This is how it's affected all of my relationships. Um, and then after kind of talking about it and telling him very frankly how I've been affected by it, he proceeded to say, oh, so you're single now? I'm single now too. No, he did not. Yeah. And tried to jokingly slash semi-serious say that we should get back together. And I oh my gosh, so he is it. actually a psychopath then. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and I, um, 
I like lost it. I was like, you have you have such a romanticized idea of what our relationship was like and it's nothing like that mm-hmm. nothing like that I was like I don't know what I was thinking I was just really naive I was really I just thought that you know someone was into me and I like and I was like you were a terrible boyfriend oh, wow. and I just was pissed and um you know and I got an apology but it was never he I he didn't understand like he still doesn't understand I don't think so he probably just thought that you wanted him to say sorry so then he did yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it was, um, and it was again like him trying to have me feel sorry for him. Oh, interesting. The way that it was, I mean, I don't, I don't even understand. But you know, and I've tried to, you know, with guys that I've dated that I started seeing, I've tried to let them know that I am a little bit weird with intimacy, not necessarily for the reasons why. Mm-hmm. One guy I remember. I had told him, and I was like, you know, I feel really uncomfortable sometimes with this stuff, and um, and he asked me why, and I actually told him this. He was a really great guy. He's mm-hmm. still a really great guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, We're no longer together, right? We never, yeah, we never dated. We actually <laughs> never dated or anything. Um, we just kind of started seeing each other, but it never, like, evolved into anything, but he was a great friend. He's an awesome dude. But so I, I, I actually told him the story of what happened, and he was the first person I think I really told mm. this to and he had such an, a strange re- for me it was a strange reaction he was like god I'm so sorry he like hugged me and I was like why Aww. are you being so dramatic and I said that I was like why are you making this into such a thing I was like it's really not a big deal <gasps> wow and I still at that point I, I, re- I mean it was um you know it had only been a few years at that point and it was still very weird for me I just mm-hmm. didn't I don't know I just didn't understand but once I did find out, like, I associated the rape thing, when I, I've dated guys and I've explained the situation to them and I've, you know, I need you to be patient with me. I'm figuring a lot of things out right now. And if I don't want to do it, like, you just can't, like, keep pushing it. Mm-hmm. And I've had them say, I don't understand what the big deal is. I could do sit there and spread your legs. <gasps> and I, <sighs> I, and I, like, reverted again. I went back and I was like, fine. I was like, just to shut you up, fine. And I let it happen again, even though I'm like still trying to work it out. And that just like set back so much and it really took like the, to allow me to like deal with it. And I, now I can say no and like not feel bad about it Mm -hmm. or not have to see and that's the thing why do people feel bad about saying no that's what I don't understand. It doesn't matter what part of the night it is or day. Yeah. And if you're not feeling it, you're not feeling it. Just like when you're at a restaurant and you don't want tomatoes on your pasta. You can say, I don't want tomatoes on my pasta. No one feels bad about that. Right. It's the same thing. You don't want to do it. You shouldn't have to. It's like you said, it's it's not an obligation. Mm-hmm. And, and I know that. And I consider myself, now that I've had time to like confront him, con- deal with my own emotions and like really tackle it head on, I view sex very differently. In a good way, in a very positive way, versus, you know, someone humps me and I go and I cry in the bathroom for half an hour. <laughs> you laugh, but that's so sad. I know, I know. And I can't, I kind of can't help but laugh because it's right. just like, that's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. It's not, I think it just sounds more ridiculous, but it's a very valid emotion, you know? Ridiculous um, isn't, it's, it's ridiculous to, that we allow these things to happen to right. ourselves. Oh, for sure. You know? That's so fucked up. <laughs> like why do people think they can they can talk to people like that and like do things like that to people 
Like, we're fucking people. I don't understand how that happens, like, every single fucking day. Yeah, and I and I can't speak for men that get raped. Like, I obviously have a very one-sided experience, but there is some, for some people, an ownership that there, that goes with being in a relationship with somebody, mm-hmm. especially if you're with the wrong type of person. Right. But, that being said, there are people out there who have... Anytime you have sex, it has to be consensual. Mm-hmm. Anytime. I don't care if you're with that person for years, mm-hmm. married, whatever the situation is. Um, even now, like I'm dating someone that will constantly ask me if it's okay. And it's not annoying, and it's not like, you mm-hmm. know, people sometimes say like, oh, it ruins the mood, and whatever. No, I think disrespect ruins the mood yeah, more. Yeah, I think, yeah, if, if it's not, if you're not both having a good time, then I don't even know. Like, I don't even know what to say I to know, you. Like, yeah. You shouldn't be having sex, first of all, then. Mm-hmm. But there is a way to still have it be a good time for both people, have it be consensual. Every time that you have sex, it has to be consensual. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. That's it. That's the only mm-hmm. point. Like, right. I don't care what you think is going on. You need to make sure you're, you have permission. Even going back to the whole drunk girl at a club, taken to some random guy's apartment, and he fucks her and leaves her. Mm-hmm. Why are girls always told that we shouldn't be alone? We shouldn't dress in skanky clothes. Always have a buddy. Uh, don't put off the wrong signals or all that stuff. But we refuse to tell people to not rape people. Right. That's what I never understood. Right. You know, like why? Why aren't we teaching men or other women to mm. not that rape is not okay? Exactly. Because all the time, I mean, I went to Wayne State in Detroit. And I'd be walking from one dorm to the other, um, outside. Mm-hmm. And people would say, why would you do that alone? And it's only 100 feet. And I'm thinking, why aren't you telling people not to rape or attack girls who are just walking alone for 100 feet? Yeah, you should You know, like, I shouldn't have to be scared. That. Exactly. Oh, no, but it's the mentality that needs to be changed. Instead of teaching people, like, the way that people learn about sex a lot of times is by TV um, by shows and movies, by porn, mm-hmm. um, which are all of not realistic standards to be working on. Right. Um, and instead of, like, not educating people on on sex and birth control and STDs and rape when they're getting to that age, instead of, like, reverting and having to go backwards where they learn about, you know, all this stuff when they're 18 and then have to learn that it's not okay to rape somebody, why aren't right. we doing the reverse, mm-hmm. teaching them at an age where Kids are sexually active, even if it's as, you know, people are starting to take health classes at what, like 11 to 13? Right. Mm -hmm. Why are we not talking about it then so we can establish that it's not okay Mm -hmm. before it becomes a fucking problem? Right. That's so true. Like, that's insane to me that we don't have a system in place for this yet because it's such an epidemic as it is. Like, you, I mean, look. It's happening every day, all the time in the media, and people are still saying, well, what was that girl wearing? Yeah. You know, and... They're questioning her character. Exactly. Is she slutty? Does she drink? Does she right. Whatever. Mm-hmm. It doesn't fucking matter. She said no. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. You could be a stripper. I don't give a damn. You are not allowed to do that to somebody. Mm-mm. You really, so to speak, strip somebody of, of something when you do that. You really take something away from them. And I don't even really know what it is, but it's not a good feeling. Oh, and it's, it's again, it's like about dealing with whatever is in your control to prevent that from happening to you. There's mm-hmm. only so much you can do. And as much as we're saying, like, the mentality has to change and 
everyone's thought process has to be different. Um, it starts with one person. It does, and the fact is right now it's not different. Mm-hmm. So if that means that you have to have a buddy when you walk, if it means that you need to maybe wear a jacket before <laughs> you go somewhere, like maybe you need to do what you have to do for the time being. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that's not the best advice, but, you know, we don't know everything. Right. We're trying to figure it out, too. Yeah, and it's just, you just have to stay safe. Don't do what you can, and if you're not feeling it, say no. If that doesn't work, you know, call somebody. Exactly. Don't be afraid to tell anyone because there is help out there. There is. And if you, if you're somebody that's maybe struggling with this, um, I'm, first of all, I'm really sorry that you had to go through that. And I know, I mean, having gone through it myself, pity is the last thing that you need. I hate when like, even as I was, when we were, Tiffany and I were talking about it, she like looked at me in this really sad way. And I was like, no, like you don't need to do that. You know, it, we get that it's hard, but you, you have to, you have to tell somebody. Um, it took me a long time to even tell anyone what had happened or, you know, for that matter, even really understand what happened, let alone tell my mom what happened. That was a whole different kind of conversation. Um, but you'll be okay. You just, you just need to find the right tools to help you, you know, deal with deal with it sounds like such a shitty term you know but if you had an experience that feels off it probably was it was probably off like there's probably something not right with what happened we're not saying go post on your social media or anything but deal with it the way that you have where you can still let people know um and 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 stand up for yourself it's okay to say no there is nothing wrong with saying no. Don't feel bad about it. If you're not in it 100%, you don't need to go through with it. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess that's also going to like other people too. It only takes one no. It's okay to uh, not be selfish for one day yeah. or one minute. You know, for, the, for people out there that are on the flip side of this, if somebody says no, take it seriously. Um, even if it's if it seems like it's a laughing, joking, flirtatious no, make sure you're checking in with that person. Like, are you sure this is okay? Do you feel all right? Like, are you liking this? There's still ways to talk during and before sex to make sure that person's doing all right. Or if they feel uncomfortable, don't assume that can't end well for anybody. Right. If you have gone through this and if you're looking for someone to talk to or to share a story, anything that you guys send us, it's always confidential. Um, we'll never... Instagram your email to I don't know something really stupid and we're working on having an anonymous um, platform on our website as well Um, but until then you can always email yeah email us if you guys really just need someone to talk to or to just know what's going on in your life Um, you know we're here as another set of ears to just be there we just don't want you to feel like you're alone because you're not and speaking up is never the wrong idea Today's episode was produced by our very own Shema, and we'd like to thank our dear friend Vic, aka Jung Lee, for today's music. You can find him on Instagram and Twitter, and we will post his information on our website. If you like this episode, Consensual Sex and Outspoken Indian Girls, share this with someone you like. Or don't like. Someone you respect. 
or who needs to learn to respect themselves, or someone who just needs to know that they're not alone. Thanks for listening. Until next time, cheers. I was actually a virgin of what I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah. Prior to my first time, I was a virgin. Believe it or oh not. Oh my god, what? <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <Okay. clears throat>